1: information, connect with a Wealth Advisor today at corient.com That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com. wow
2: Well met, fellow adventurers. Now, we are ready to go into the Tomb of the Thorn Fall upon Stoneback Hill and deal with the menace of the undead that it controls. You are standing at the edge of an open grave, the bottom of which is a set of stone steps that descends into darkness. A cool breeze passes through the graveyard, sending a chill that chill the length of your spine, renewing the drag- nagging dread that permeates your thoughts. A foul odour rises from below, strong enough to make you almost wretch. There is no mistaking the overwhelming smell that assails your senses. which is the stench of death and decay. You spend some time resting and recovering a short distance from the open grave. And that fully restores me. Climb down the sta- grave. Climb down into the grave and descend the stairs. With your trusty light source illuminating the way. You cautiously descend the narrow stone steps, and make your way into the ancient Forwathian tomb. A steep, crumbling flight of stone steps rises from the floor here, climbing towards the dim light of day far above, offering you a route of escape from this ancient place of death and a natural pale greenish light illuminates the interior of this musty labyrinth of twisting passages. Well, that's convenient. Spooky, but convenient. I'm near the northwest corner. Just gonna turn my way around to there. A colossal snarl from the patches ahead makes your blood run cold. You assume a defensive stance as a large, muscular, humanoid form emerges from the shadows. its it's torso widdled with long wounds, open wounds and covered with blood. This horrific being holds a long barbed whip in one hand that cracks, that it cracks over its head as it approaches. This is a blood fiend. The blood fiend lashes out at you with its barbed whip and is slain. You take a few moments to recover your victory. But remaining aware that staying too long in any one spot will likely invite further danger. When you feel you have recovered sufficiently, you once again set off through the musty gloom. Uh, ooh, two skeletons. A clattering of bones signals the arrival of a pair of skeletons. The fleshless undead hiss loudly upon catching sight of you and they quickly move in for the kill. Skeletons claw at you with their bony fingers, but they're stabbed. To XP. You spend a few moments to recover from your victory, but remain aware that staying too long in one spot will likely invite further danger. When you feel you've recovered sufficiently, you once again set off through the musty gloom. A clod a of weeding... C- Wielding cadaver steps out of the shadows and attacks. You quickly assume a defensive stance and prepare to teach your undead attack or a hard-learned lesson. So, uh, worm-widden, cadaver. The undead cadaver swipes at you with his wooden cudgel, but is then stabbed to death. One XP. Uh, oh, I wasn't that close to the northwest side. You're, take, you're taken, near, nearly taken by surprise as a lone skeleton steps out of the shadows on your right and attacks. The skeleton claws to do with his bony fingers, but he's still slain. 1 XP. Okay. He's a worm whittled cadaver once more. Alright, swipes to do with his club. 1 XP. The clatter of bones signals the arrival of a group of skeletons. The fleshless undead hiss loudly upon catching sight of you. They quickly move in for the kill. Five skeletons and they are slain. 2 XP. The torso of the undead being ambling down the passage towards you is whittled with half-buried arrow shafts and deep-wet gashes. All indications are this man suffered a violent death on the field of battle. With a ghastly battle cry, he raises a rusty scimitar and rushes forward to attack. This is a warrior of the grave. He slashes you with his scimitar, but down he goes. Or she. Kind of hard to tell when you're that wanted. You take a few moments to recover from a victory, but remain aware thing. Yep, same post-victory as all of them. You take several steps back in alarm as the skeletal wolf bounds out of the darkness ahead and leaps at you. You manage to fend off its initial assault as you prepare for combat as the wolf starts to slowly circle you. Skeletal wolf. The sinister undead canine leaps at you and tears at your flesh. And is slain. And is not a good boy. That's... And another car. Okay, I'm getting... Oh, four skeletons this time. Doesn't help, they're still as double dead. Uh, Now... The the echoing clank of a horse's hooves shatters the, the stifling silence of the tomb and sends a chill to the core of your being. You spin around... Horrified to see a decaying figure dismounting from his skeletal steed. Oh, yep, gotta get a horse, gotta get a horse. The rotting warrior, clad in a suit of rusty scale armour, draws a eight but badly tarnished longsword, and strides, strides forward to attack as his mount recedes into the shadows. Hmm. What's the mount gonna do? Once I've stabbed this mwotting lord. The undead warrior slashes you with this tarnished longsword. And is slain. To XP. The strong desire to leave this tomb at once creeps into your thoughts. You nearly take it by surprise. As a lone skeleton steps out the shadows on your right and attacks. Lone skeleton, claws to his bony fingers, but is still slain for another one XP. I'm, I'm getting into battles every step, and here is another warrior of the graves. Oh, it says man. Okay, slashes at you, scimitar. Right. here we are, northwest corner. The dim, phantasmal figure of a young woman guides through the corridor Through the corridor wall and hovers at the edge of the passage. The ghostly lady promptly pulls out her hand, as if beckoning for you to take it. Well, okay. Reach out for her hand. The instant your fingers plasped through the glowing digits of the young, young woman's ghost, a powerful sense of rejuvenation washes over you. Now, I would have been fully healed... But none of these undead have managed to get a single hit in yet. The feeling rapidly fades, and you immediately notice you are once again alone in the gloom filled passage. Oh I'll have to save any other ghostly ladies I find for later. The stale air seems warmer here for some reason. A cool, whispering breeze drifts by, making you wonder where it came from. Strong desire to leave the tomb. You suddenly feel as if every move is being watched. A long-legged sky- spider scurries across the floor near up front of you. Hello, spider. Hello. I, I, I hope you, I hope you like all these undead I'm leaving around for you. You to eat. A pale greenish light, dimly illuminates this ancient tomb. The air is choked with dust, making it difficult to breathe. Probably. A lot of that dust churned up by that skeletal mount that's probably just charging all over the place now. Uh, I'm going east along the top. Now and again, you hear what sounds like the scuttling of feet off in the distance. Alright, there's two little alcoves. The stench of rotten flesh is almost overpowering in this small recess. Your eyes are immediately drawn to the figure of a man, sprawled out on the ground before you, his neck broken and his head resting in a near impossible angle. The man's face is badly decomposed, and you can only surmise he's been dead for a good long while. You're suddenly taken, taken by surprise as the man leaps to his feet and curses at you. He draws a short sword from his belt and staggers forward to attack. Well... Let's attack this undead swordsman. The Watting swordsman, his head nearly perpendicular to the floor, staggers into, into melee range and hacks at you with a broad sweeping strokes. All right, Watting swordsman, down you go. The Watting swordsman curses and hacks at you with his short sword. Ah! Fliffleboff! Fliffleboff indeed! Ah, I'm not getting... Ah, I A few of my stabs didn't get in a row, didn't get in. I guess the... I guess I he blocked them. 18 XP. Having dispatched the undead swordsman, you quickly scoop... stoop and we search over his remains for anything that might prove useful. You find a little of use among his mouldy possessions. But you discover a rather curious object tucked into one of his pockets. It's a small stone cube. Let's have a look at it. It's got an encumbrance of two. This small stone cube has been fashioned out of a piece of solid granite. Each of the cube's six sides bears an intricate wound. When you're finished here, you once again set off on your way. All right, there's another alcove, just one to the west. Nope, nothing there what sounds like clanking chains in the distance oh yes the chains that we forged from the deeds in our life and stuff like that all uh, right the strong desire to leave this tomb at once creeps into your thoughts okay has got a little little alcove to the east the passage you've been following widens into a large chamber with an arch ceiling, which at its highest point is nearly twenty feet above your head. A stone dais rises up from the floor at the centre of the womb. On top of the dais sits a large stone chest. Countless bones and skulls, most of them human. Glitter the floor in front of the dais. Well this is a graveyard, so it's there are at least not directly murderous ways to get to get skulls. But you're going to use them for murder. Suddenly, you spot a tall, cloaked figure standing in the shadows to the white of the dais. Long, skeletal arms extend from the sleeves of the cloak. As the figure motions with its skeletal hands in the direction of the chest. Whatever this undead menace is, its, present, it's, it's back is presently towards you. Well... Well, let's remain where I am and watch the figure. Though you cannot be certain, you seem to think the cloaked skeletal figure is using some sort of magic on a stone chest, perhaps attempting to open it. <gasps> a chest? A chest? Well, well, now you have my interest. For several minutes you lurk in the shadows of the entrance chamber and watch as the cloaked skeleton continually directs its silent efforts at the stone chest top the dais, sneak up and attack the cloaked figure, you you stealthily creep forward in the chamber towards the cloaked skeleton, preparing to launch a surprise attack, picking a number, bonus of 16, 9 for agility, 7 from luck, I have to get 50 or more, or you'll see see me coming, 107, success, 4 XP to Gen You creep up behind the cloaked skeleton completely undetected and land a near crippling blow to the unsuspecting undead. The skeletal figure drops to the floor with a loud clattering of bones but manages to regain its feet. It turns to face you. You are somewhat aghast to discover its flesh. Discover its head, unlike the rest of its cloaked body, is still covered with rotting flesh. Hmm. Must use product. The gaunt, badly decomposed face of a young woman stares back at you through empty eye sockets. A thousand deaths! Child of the living! She hisses as the tip of her fleshless fingers begin to blow like red. My master, lord of this tomb, shall not suffer the living in his midst. And this is an undead sorceress. The skeletal sorceress swipes at you with her jagged fingertips. (sighs) A crimson arc of flame erupts from the fingertips of the undead sorceress and strikes you squarely in the chest for 8 damage. And now, I finally stab it to death. 19 xp. The skeletal sorceress collapsed to the ground at your feet. Her body weaves about for several moments and then becomes still. Suddenly, the apparition of a young woman in flowing green robes rises up from the twisted skeletal remains and turns to face you, smiling faintly. Thank you. This is a gentle voice as the apparition fades, leaving you alone in the chamber. A quick search of the skeletal remains of the undead sorceress reveals a curious object she promptly take possession of. It's an iron wand. This is a small plain iron wand. The surface of the wand is marred from use, but otherwise has no markings. And it's got an encumbrance of one. You're standing in a large chamber with an arch ceiling. Yep. The only exit from from this chamber is the passage by which you are to the west. Examine the stone chest. The stone chest is three feet wide and two feet tall with an ornately carved lid. The carvings on the lid depict a long procession of skeletal beings passing beneath a tall, y- tall arch. A small keyhole, much smaller than you would expect on a chest this large, is set to the front of the lid. The chest is not locked. The stone lid is extremely heavy, but after several moments of intense strain, you manage to lift it open. This chest is empty except for a thin, oddly shaped object lying in one corner. You reach in and take the, retrieve the object, and discover it is a wooden mask. The mask is in the shape of the skull, and many strange symbols have been carved into its surface. Believing the mask may prove to be important, you reach into the chest and promptly take possession of it. The moment your hands touch the mask, an icy chill runs the length of your body. I have the wooden skull mask. For better or worse? And I'll make it for better. This wooden mask is the shape of a skull. Many strange symbols have been etched, carved into the surface. Having concluded there is nothing else in the chest, you step down from the dais. Alright. Alright, you're about to uh, look in the chest again. You're about to turn away when you suddenly spot a small hole bored into the bottom of the stone chest. The hole is roughly the diameter of your little finger. You reach, you lean into the chest and closely examine the hole. You're not certain of anything that'll fit in it. Maybe that iron wand. I mean, that's long and thin. Use. Yes, yes, 8 XP. The tip of the iron wand fits perfectly into the small round hole. Suddenly, a small compartment concealed at the bottom of the chest slides open, feeling a small key made out of stone. I got a small bone key. When you're finished here, you step down from the dais. This small key has been made out of human bone. What? Oh, hmm. I don't think human bone is really tough enough to make a key. All uh, right. Examine the chest once more. All right. We're done here. Let's get back to the tomb entrance. Leave the tomb. west a bit. Back we go again. Alright now I'll just go back to where we left off. Looks like I've killed all the undead here. So I don't have to worry about random encounters. Alright, I've just got past the passage that led to where we were. And now I went northeast a bit, another alcove, nothing there. To the northeast corner. Oh oh and it's another one of those ghosty ladies. She wants me to grip her hand, but I don't need that right now. I've gone south a bit. Passage to the west, nothing there. Alright, right, snaking my way down the eastern side. Oh, another lady ghost for healing. Quite a lot of those. Because, of course, this was the super... I think when this dungeon was originally put out, there was a lot more random encounters. A lot more. I think it was pretty much constant. All right, north... All right, southeast corner now. The moment you step into the alcove, your eyes are drawn to a small stone cube that sits on the floor against a far wall. You know, with some curiosity, the stone cube is identical to the other cube you already discovered in his tomb. Then I'll take it! As you reach down to pick up the small stone cube, a wash of air from, from above gives you a start. You're, you glance upward, upwards in time to see a sight that makes your blood run cold. Dropping from the ceiling towards you is a giant bat-like creature. Pick a number. Bonus of 18, all from agility. Gotta get fifty or more. What drops on my head? Pick now. thirty nine. Failure. You quiet in pain The creature's long, outstretched talons dig into your flesh. I lost three standard points. The beast gives an enraged shriek as you spring to your feet and turn to face your enemy creature standing in the alcove before you is certainly something straight out of a nightmare. This tall, weary being has the body and face of a young man, but jutting out of its back are a pair of thick, leathery black wings. Long white fangs protrude from the creature's mouth, and a forked tongue flickers in and out of its gaping jaws. The Rithic Beast emits a terrifying shriek and rushes forward to attack. Its outstretched talons poised to tear you to shreds. Flight from this creature is not possible. You must face it to the death. This is a winged horror and it is going down. The winged horror tears at you with its razor sharp talons. And I stab it with my... Raise a sharp knife, and I win. It is slain, For XP. The repulsive creature emits a final gasp and slumps to the floor at your feet. You watch in astonishment as his body slowly dissolves into a pool of thick, fetid oil. A pungent odor rises up out of the pool, causing your eyes to water. You decide to take the small stone cube and leave this alcove as quickly as possible. I now have two of the cubes. I think there's more to find. Alright, and nothing more in the southeast corner. Alright, keep going clockwise. Around the edge. And elaborate. An elaborate shield of stone hangs on the west wall of this narrow recess. The shield is nearly six feet high, four feet a quat, and is over a foot thick is indeed a weighty piece. From the very centre of this odd hanging piece protrudes a small stone cube. Looks as if you could simply remove the cube from the shield if you wished. Hmm. There's definitely going to be some sort of trap that'll probably drop that... drop that shield on me. that will squash me completely flat. Even if I wasn't tiny. Alright, but... I need the cube, I'm not sure what for, but I need it! I need the cube! I love cube! Cube! Attempt to remove the cube from the shield. The moment your fingers come into contact with the small stone cube, a violent shudder runs the length of the shield, and the entire piece pitches forward from the wall, soaring downwards. On a direct course to crush you beneath its massive bulk. Picking a number. Bonus of 25. 18 from agility, 7 from luck. Gotta get 40 or more so I get out of the way. Pick now. 94. Success. Spring! The reflexes of a cat. You quickly spring to your side as the massive stone shield crashes into the floor with a deafening thud. A large crowd of dust erupts from its bulk, choking the chamber in a sea of swirling particles. When the dust finally clears, you search through the rubble that was the shield, and much delight, you find a small stone cube, still in one piece. And that's my third cube. I'm only getting six or four, I'm getting quite a few. The entire dungeon, I, I forgot. But there's there's definitely more. Alright, South Oak Cove. Go west a bit. The floor of this narrow recess is covered with the shattered remains of the large stone shield that once adorned the west wall. Alright, making my way north The echo of a ghastly horn suddenly fills the hall, starting with you as you assume battle-ready stance. Prepared to face the unexpected, out of the passage to the east emerges a group of four skeletons, clad in a combination of tattered stone-level armour and rusty chain mail. Each of these undead wields a spear, and upon seeing you they move forward in unison. Their weapons poised to strike, the tabard worn by each of these long-dead soldiers, bears an embroidered likeness of a dragon's head. Yeah, Yeah, as I said previously, medieval undead, they sometimes use strategy and tactics and formations and things. But modern undead does go... You, You could just put a spike trap down or something and they'd all just impel themselves. Yeah, the entire strategy is to somehow have already won, pretty much. <laughs> That's the strategy. <laughs> Begin combat. The skeletons frosted you with their spears, and they are all slain. Yeah, yes. You step over the tattered remains of the four skeletons, and continue on your way through the, through the tomb. Alright, now that that little passage was a spy wall that goes into the very middle of this dungeon. A thin iron lever protrudes from the wall of this small alcove. The lever is quite rusted, but appears solid. The lever is currently in the up position. Well, show me a lever and I'm going to pull it. Move the iron lever into the down position. Somewhere off to the west in the tomb hear what sounds like stone grated against stone and there we are that's a convenient pass passage back to the southeast southwest corner and the entrance uh, now I just got one more corner to, f- to just finish out with right, South corner here we come. All right, what was west of this entrance little no passage nope nothing there nothing there right, let's keep exploring all right making my way to the southwest corner and there it is the dim fantastic oh it's another one of those healing ladies don't need that i could just go i could just go up a few steps and go outside and fully heal Maybe that wasn't available at first. this this dungeon has been a little bit nerfed for reasons. all right now I'm zigzagging across the south edge the passage you're following so following reaches a dead end. you're about to turn round and head back when suddenly a tall road figure steps forth from the shadows and comes to stand in the middle of the passage. He quickly assume a defensive posture, but the figure, whose face is obscured in the shadow of an oversized hood, does not attack. Instead, the strange being begins to speak in a low but commanding voice. Answer me correctly, daughter of the living, and you shall be granted one of the Oh, I've got four cubes. must be cubes. Okay. All is silent for several seconds, until at last the being begins to speak again. You listen carefully as the strange being recites what you believe to be a widow. A hero for all ages was he. Those out of iron blade knew no equal. His sinewy his steel tasted the hide of serpents and the bones of the wicked. Alas, for bravery could not spare him the treachery that arrived in his sleep. Of whom do I speak, daughter of the living? Oh, there's a link to Ardivari in here. The Ardivari and the Vorontium were the first and only two races of men to ever appear on Swith. Both these ancient races were seafaring folk, who sailed out of the north and arrived in northern Swith in the middle of the epoch the historians now refer to as the Age of Storms. Ancient lore tells of a great cataclysm that t- took place far Far to the north, over the Sundrian Sea, in lands uncharted. In the wake of this profound disaster, both the Voranthian and the Ardivari were forced to flee south, braving the vastness of the ocean, until at last, led by Sea, they arrived on the shores of northern Swift. The Ardivari were, fear, were fierce when threatened. For fierce, with essence, were a people who generally sought third peace and sought prosperity in the midst of the Ardivari were the sorcerers who had mastery of an ancient magic who quickly learned to harness and control the raw magical energy abundant in the new world the Renfian could not harness magical energy and they were forever resentful of the Ardivari for the advantages its power gave them the realm of the Arda. Vard- Yil- Ava- Vardi spread far and wide through the world of Swith. It has since divided into many realms. It's a little link for Seer. I think this might be important. Actually, I know this is important. Seer the Undaunted. Seer, for whom the Titian city is named, is hailed by descendants of the Ardivari as the only true avatar of Sithak. Seir is said to have led more than 100 voyages of the Ardivari across the Sundin Sea, although historians of the current age place this number at no more than nine. Legends say that Seir fought and slew the ancient sea serpent Vorgrak in a battle that lasted seven days. Legend also tells it that the sons and daughters of Vorgrak prowl the sun. And to this day, seeking out the sheep, ships of the Adivai and vowing revenge on the sons of Seir. By all accounts, Seir was regarded as the most powerful warrior to have ever walked upon Swith. His only defeat, the one that ended his life, came at the hands of Howleth the Deceiver a long time friend and ally. It is written that too that Seir and Haleth fought for the love of the of the maiden Foese. When it became obvious she had chosen Seer, Haleth killed the hero of the Adavari while he slept. According to legend, Seir's body was weighted and sunk down into the depths of the Sundaran Sea, His magical sword, Moonstorm, sank into the gloomy depths with his fallen master. Halrath, guilty over the betrayal of his friend, fled into the wilderness and was never seen again. Therese is said to have spent the remainder of her days staring out over the sundering Sea, longing for the man to whom she had given her heart. Okay. So, that lines up with the, with the text of the widow. So, I can now answer the widow. I know the answer and wish to give it. Okay. The answer is, see ya.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
2: The mysterious woe to figure Nod, nods its head slowly and extends a gloved hand to you. The being unfills its long, spindly fingers to reveal a small stone cube resting on the worn level of its palm. Take it! Be gone! says the low but commanding voice. And now I have the four. He's just told me there were four of them, so I have all of them. The robed figure steps silently back into the shadows against the far wall. It's scarcely time to react when the strange being suddenly disappears into thin air. You perform a quick search of the area, but there's no sign of the tall robed figure. Alright, I've got my cubes. Time to make my way to the middle. Uh, there's another healing lady I'll take it all right I'm fully healed I'm going into the central spiral which will be opposed to my passage all right all right in the in the central spiral going on the eastern part a sudden vicious howl in the shadows stopped you dead in your tracks. Three large hounds emerge from the darkness ahead, their decaying heads still affixed to rotting necks that protrude from their worm-widdled torsos. The dogs rush forward, gashing their barred fangs as they prepare to make a meal out of the living. three rotting hounds. These are slightly less good boys, just slightly less. Slightly less. There might even be neutral boys. Yes. Because they're trying to kill me. Just about balances out. The innate goodness of being a dog. Perhaps. Anyway. Now you can go to dog heaven. 18 XP. With a pitiful howl. The final howl. falls to the floor at your feet. It's its head now severed from its watting torso. You quickly step over the remains of the dogs and continue on your way. Yeah, and... mm, Yep. Hop over them! One hop. It goes. Sir Crokington was turned into a toad, in case you forgot. All right, now going west... Let's say hello to the spider. All right, we're getting... As you step into this section of the passage, a tall skeleton clad in a large suit of decaying plate armor rises up from a pile of bones and strides towards you, brandishing a heavy hammer. You suddenly realize this is the skeleton of an ogre. You stoutly hold your ground as the undead mo- ogre moves in to attack. It's an armoured skeletal ogre. Skeletal ogre swings its weighty hammer at you. And is slain. 34 XP. The the remains of the skeletal figure lie smashed about your feet. You're about to continue on your way when you suddenly decide. to Take a closer look at the hammer this undead creature was wielding. Closer inspection of the hammer reveals it to be an extraordinary weapon. It's Zerudor's Iron Fist. I'll take it. I, I won't be able to use it, but I'll take it. just goes into my mysterious, extra-dimensional inventory. Weaponry bashing, unsurprisingly, encumbrance of twelve. Probably in ways more than Sir Croakingkin does melee rating of four, and it requires two hands. The head of this massive iron hammer is fashioned in the shape of a gigantic closed fist. This weapon is of magical quality. When you are finished here, may continue on your way through the tomb. I am, and I will. All right, we're in the inner part of the spiral now. Very near the end. Just three more steps to go. One, two. The one, w- oh, penultimate step. And something has turned up. The wattle of chains and a mournful wail signals the arrival of a ghostly apparition. The pale green spirit rises through the floor before you as non-corporeal body garbed in flowing robe, over which hang a set of heavy-looking iron chains. The spirit waves its head, and you find you're staring into the eyes of a middle-aged bearded man. The face of the apparition is badly decomposed and covered in festering sores. So too! So too shall you join us in the dark. It wails ominously. I like these chained ghosts. Eh? Yeah, would imagine there's been quite a few times where someone poked, someone poked around. The undead got out for a bit. They caught they captured some people, and they became more. Like I mean, this has been here for a long, 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 long time. The ghost savagely swings its its heavy set of iron chains at you. But it is now slain. Sixty-six experience. The ghost emits a final wail before dissipating into thin air. He pause for a few moments, following your victory, before once again setting off through the tomb. Alright, to the middle part. You're standing in a wide chamber with a high ceiling. The walls of this room this are covered with the carvings of hideous skeletal beings. Without exception, each of the carved skeletons is facing a tall stone arch set into the west wall. You, know, you note with some degree of interest that the schools of the skeletons carved into a wall... Bear striking resemblance to the wooden mask you're carrying. Hmm better equip that. I think it will help. Alright Investigate the Arch The tall stone arch set into the western wall of this chamber is decorated in much the same hideous mo- motif as the rest of this room: Gaunt skeletal figures. Carved into the stones that make up the arch, seem to stare back at you as your eyes pass over them. Looking through the dreadful portal, you can see nothing but total darkness. Even your reliable light doesn't seem to be able to penetrate the wall of shadow just beyond the arch. As you stand in front of the arch, you are suddenly befed with an overwhelming sense of dread. Let's use I can use divination to give me some clues. Succeeded. Through the use of your power you're able to sense there is a strong awe of evil surrounding the arch. You also sense that a powerful evil lurks in the arch, darkness just beyond its weeks. Under the wrong circumstances, without proper precautions, you feel that stepping through the arch could prove fatal. Uh, good job I have that mask on, hopefully. Step through the arch. Your surroundings change the moment you step through the arch. You find yourself standing at one end of a long, narrow stone corridor. You cannot see any source of illumination. This entire length of hall is lit by a dim, greenish light. Nearly 50 yards from where you, st- where you are now stands the you now stand the hall ends at a stone door a sense of dread you felt when the arches intensified could hope but believe you in the presence of a powerful evil onwards proceed down the door towards the stone door the void form will be there because it's the only thing evil enough to make that much dread you cautiously advance along a narrow stone corridor to a stone door. You've gone less than ten yards when suddenly something takes hold of your foot. You look down and a horrified discover that a pair of skeletal hands has reached up through the solid stone, solid stone floor and taken hold of your left foot as you struggle to pull yourself free of your assailant's vice-like grip. You note, know, with mounting horror, that hundreds of pairs of fleshless arms and hands have began to protrude from the walls, floor and ceiling of this passage. Oh no, oh no, oh no! In the midst of your struggle to free yourself from the skeletal hands that have clapped clamped onto your foot, another pair of fleshless hands close around your right arm before you're able to react. For a third pair of skeletal hands dig at your left forearm... You are dragged to the floor, despite a valiant effort to maintain your footing. Suddenly, the wooden mask you are wearing emits a ghoulish shriek, and instantly the skeletal hands that have bitten into your flesh release their grip. You stagger to your feet and watch in stunned silence as hundreds of pa- as hundreds of pairs of skeletal arms and hands protruding through the walls, floor, and ceiling of this passage. passage simultaneously withdraw 64 experienced a general bewildered but thankful to survive such a grisly encounter you hurry along the remainder of the passage and arrive at the stone door the stone door at the end of the passage appears to be little more than an erect stab of, slab of stone there are no visible hinges or latches on the makeshift's on the heavy makeshift portal. You are filled with a renewed sense of dread as you stand before the door. Okay, I can I open the door? or retreat no I am not going through those skeleton arms again. Through the door! You closely examine the large slab of stone that seals off the end of this passage. There's a small keyhole at its base. Only a couple of feet off the ground. Hmm. Well, I did find that bone key. Small bone key, and use. 32 XP to general. The small bone key fits perfectly into the keyhole. You give the key a gentle turn and hear a soft click. Suddenly, the stone slab shutters and begins to sink into the floor. You quickly retrieve your key and watch as the large piece of stone that once sealed off this end of the chamber disappears from view. No matter of seconds, the stone door has completely disappeared, its top edge level with the west of the floor. With the now familiar sense of dread clawing at you, you pass over the space formerly occupied by the heavy portal and step into a long arched chamber. The moment you step into the chamber, a heavy stone slab drops from the ceiling, sealing off the doorway right behind you. Because, of course, the sense of fear that has assailed your senses since entering this womb is now stronger than ever. A foul, of overpowering odour fills the womb, making your eyes water and nearly causing you to retch. Suddenly, a soft greenish light floods the chamber, illuminating a terrifying scene. The light also reveals the reason for the nauseating odour and the source of your unshakable fear. Piles of bones and heaps of rotting flesh cover the floor of this chamber from wall to wall. The far end, over fifty yards from where you stand, you can make out a swirling black portal set against a wall. You are certain this portal is a shadow path, a never gateway used by a thorn thrall to move between this world and the shadowy neverwhelm of the neverness. Your harp skips several beats when your entire body trembles involuntarily as a lone hooded figure in flowing black robes emerges from the swirling portal and steps into the chamber. Your pulse quickens as you realise you are now in the presence of Voron Thal. The powerful undead turns its head toward you and throws back his black hood, revealing the rotting head of a man. The eyes of this undead abomination are sewn shut, and long strands of black hair still cling to its decaying scalp. The Vaughan emits a gluttony snarl and raises its black-clawed hands in unison. Your heart wastes as, you as you notice that several of the piles of bones and rotting flesh begin to move. From. Oh, uh, wait. I, I know. I'll equip. Well, I don't need that mask on anymore. Time for the Warlord's Helm. On the pile of bones in the centre of the chamber rise three large skeletal beings. These hulking, undead figures pick up large bone fragments, in the debris at their feet, and begin stalking across the wound towards you, holding their makeshift club poised to strike. As, you, as they draw closer, you determine these are the skeletons of forest trolls, now under the control of Vorn with little choice but to fight for your life, you stand your ground and meet the attack of the undead trolls. Three skeletal trolls. Alright, so eleven. Okay, how am I gonna handle this? Sword of thought, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sort of thought. Using Sword of Thought, that that gives me paralysis and, well, again paralysis. Anyway, it is slight. They are slight. 27 XP. The last of the Skeletal Trolls crashes to the ground at your feet. And do a bit of healing. You quickly step over the remains as you contemplate your next course of action. On the far side of the womb. Next to the Shadow Gate, the waits, snarls and raises its clawed, watting hands as it again prepares to raise more of the dead in its chamber. You realise your only hope of survival is to somehow reach the Vorenfall and defeat it before you are overwhelmed by its risen, undead minions. If I had gating and necromancy, I could use those, but I don't, so I can't. Attempt to cross this, the chamber and attack the Vaughan Farl. As you start across the chamber towards the Vaughan Farl, you encounter the powerful aura of fear surrounding this terrifying undead creature. Your knees begin to shake, and your breathing becomes shallow and ragged. Despite an overwhelming desire to turn and flee, you struggle on, attempting to overcome the aura of fear wielded by your enemy. Right, pick a number. Bonus of 20, In spirit, spirits have got to get 50 or more to keep my courage up. 66, success, 8x meter general. Despite the overwhelming awe of fear projected by the Vaughan Fog, you manage to overcome your terror and make it across the chamber. As you approach the powerful undead creature, it snarls with rage and quickly retreats towards the swirling shadow path. With this final snarl, the fearsome undead being steps into the swirling void and it's lost from sight. I can't do I chase after it or do I remain here? Now it he will come back because this is its tomb and it can't leave it. but if there it's its own well. but if I don't if I leave it there it's just going to gather more and more and dead. Each, each way is dangerous. No, take it off guard, take it off guard. Step into the shadow path after the war and fall. The moment you step into the swirling shadow path, you find yourself tumbling through a pitch black void, unable to determine in which direction you are moving. After nearly a minute of tumbling, the darkness lifts, and and to your surprise, you are standing on the stone floor of a long, narrow chamber, illuminated by a pulsing orange light, it emanates from a series of large black orbs floating near the ceiling. The opposite end of the chamber, only twenty yards from you, stands the Vaughan Fall, next to the swirling shadow path. You suddenly note, much to dismay, that the Shadow Path appears to be closing. You realise the Vaughn Fall is trying to keep trap you on this side of the portal. With a vicious snarl, the Vaughn Lyle steps into the rapidly shrinking portal and disappears from sight. Panic overcomes you as you realise you must make it through the portal before it closes, always being stuck here forever. As you gas across the chamber towards the shrinking shadow path, a large figure of shadow rises up from the floor in front of the portal. Hawking's shadow figure stalks towards you, obviously intent on keeping you from reaching the shadow path before it closes. Alright, attack it, or one past it? I'm gonna heal first. Attempt to one past. You make a desperate attempt to reach the shadow platform before it closes and void the figure of Stado. Pick your number. Bonus of 18. Gotta get 50 or more to get past. 43. Failure. You are now able to get past the creature shadow. As it continues to close in on you, you quickly prepare for combat. As the figure of shadow draws to the melee range, begin to involuntary shiver. This being is a powerful undead spirit, summoned from the depths of some dark, never overwhelmed by the fall and fall. This is a shadow spirit. Okay, it's a scaled combat again, so... What power to use? I'll use, a uh, Sword of Thought. That boosts my melee rating a bit, more sort of thought. Oh, um, that's not working. Sort of thought. oh no, darn it! I was—I've I, just been killed. I've been killed. The shadow spirit passes through you, chilling you to the core, and that puts me back quite a bit. I think... Alright, okay. I sort of over-underestimated this dungeon. I did. I forgot that there were scaled combats in it. Hmm. How am I going to deal with this? To get past it, I need... Hmm. Well, more health would help. You know, I want some sort of anti-undead weapon. Let me just pause when I think. Uh, I know. I'm gonna boost the divination as much as I can. Alright. We got divination to 50. See if that helps. Along the way I found a different random encounter. A wraith-like being drifts into the passage and turns to face you. You're horrified when the face of the phantasm Rapidly alters to mimic your own. You prepare to defend yourself as the foul undead creature drifts towards you. This is a never wave. Crackles as it sends a wave of negative for energy over you, and is slain. 8XP another new monster A massive being that stalks out of shadows towards you is far too decayed determining what it was in life. Though your best guess it was an ogre of phenomenal size. The the lumbering undead hulk. emits bits of fearsome and waged bellow and charges at you. This is a Watting hulk. Watting hulk roars and swats at you with his massive hands. And is slain for 4 XP. Another new one. The passage before you suddenly seems alive. As a large pack of skeletal rats come pouring out of a crevice in one of the walls. The undead vermin swarm over you, viciously tearing you with their teeth and claws. The swarm of undead rats pour over you, their teeth gashing. Oh, that is the worst. But they are slain for six XP. And I think that's all the random... The random... ...battles there is done. I'll pause now. Nope, here is a greater spectre. Your blood runs cold. The hideous spectre of a long-dead man... ...steps through the wall of the group tomb... ...and floats towards you. Its arms outstretched as it tries to lay... ...its icy touch upon you. The spectre wails mournfully... ...as it reaches out to touch you... ...and is slain. 2xp. take a few moments to recover... ...following your victory... Brain aware that staying too long in one spot will likely invite Fevian. Well, that's the same as always. I got a slightly different hammer when I beat up that skeletal Ogre. I got a Dragon Blood Hammer instead. This magical weapon has been fashioned out of the bones of a forest troll. The head of this enormous mallet resembles that of a snarling troll. This weapon is of magical quality. Well, this time, I did run past that shadowy figure. A remarkable display of prowess allows you to evade the figure of shadow. you hurtle past your enemy, and when you're within a few yards of the shadow path, you throw yourself headlong at the rapidly shrinking portal. You breathe a sigh of relief as the darkness of the void beyond the portal envelops you by mere seconds. you have managed to escape the eternal prison that the Vaughan Fall sought to trap you in. Suddenly the darkness is lifted, and you find yourself back in the long ass chamber directly in front of the swirling shadow path. And directly behind an unsuspecting Vaughan Thrall. Before the undead lord is aware of your presence, you tear into your unsuspecting enemy with a savage attack. Your surprise attack it's both brutal and effective badly wounded the fallen foe spins to face you its hideous visage sending a wave of revulsion through your body the powerful undead creature begins a slow retreat towards the corner of the chamber you're more determined than ever to see an end to this undead horror here and now but as you move towards your enemy a ghastly whale from behind freezes in your track you spin around to face the source of the sound, completely unprepared for the sight that greets your eyes. Rising out of the heaps of carnage on the floor are two dozen blue wobed skeletal figures. These fleshless undead, in their wacky blue robes, slowly begin stepping through the piles of bones and what, as they close in on you. Blue robes! You are horrified when you realize these wove undead. Now stalking towards you are the monks of Stoneback Monastery who went missing on a cold autumn night nearly three hundred years ago. The skeletal monks hiss and wail pitifully as they creep through the paths of death intent on serving the will of their master by slaying the living within their mist. The undead monks are moving to encircle you They are moving slowly enough. You feel you may be able to reach the Vaughan Fall before you are surrounded. So I hold my ground and attack the encircling monks or attack the Vaughan Fall? I'll deal with these monks first. The skeletal monks, obeying the will of their powerful undead master, closing an attack with the savage ferocity. The undead monks tear at your flesh. 24 undead monks. Uh, that was a bad idea. And I can't... I can't flee. Oh, I, 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 I've, I've killed myself. Right, what does this... The sword of thought will won't help. It's too powerful. Oh, I got myself killed again. Keep doing that. Well, next time I know. Well, I'm going to have to start again. New monster again? The sound of something dragging itself along the passage precedes the arrival of a legless ghoul. This foul undead being drags itself along the passage, leaving a gruesome bloody trail in its wake. When it catches sight of you, it grumbles and bounds forward, using its powerful arms as if they were a pair of legs. And yes, go, go, ghoul. Don't, don't give up. Keep your murderous instincts. Keep trying, even if they take your legs. But I'm still going to kill you, because I respect you. I respect you enough to kill you. The vicious, legless ghoul leaps up and attacks. His rotting friends poised to close around your throat. Anyway, it is slain new monster. A clattering of bones, followed by a loud roar, causes you to spin around, and you'll chill to your core to be the strange skeletal creature lumbering towards you. This fleshless horror is constructed after the bones of many different creatures. Its massive skull is that of an ancient dust dragon. The horrific Beast snaps his deadly jaws, as he did that's it, it. advances upon you. The beast of bones bites at you viciously. And it is slain. Two XP. Right, an, a massive humanoid skeleton steps into the passage and turns in your direction. Upon catching sight of you, the f- foul undead creature hisses loudly and clatters forward to attack. Just going to take that down. and now I think this one's new the hair on the back of your neck stands on end as a deftly chill passes through your body causing you to shudder standing the passage before you is a dark humanoid silhouette wielding a sword of shadow the figure of shades silently steps forward and attacks it's a greater shade the shade slashes you with the sword of shadows but nevertheless it is still slain And I get two XP. Uh, I'm fighting the Shadow Spirit once more. That's the thing that killed me. That's sort of thought. Uh, The Shadow Spirit flashes through you, chilling you to the core. Okay. Uh, Oh, it's slain. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. 132 XP. With the shadow spinner vanquished, you dash across the chamber towards the closing shadow path. Within a few yards, you throw yourself headlong into the rapidly shrinking portal. And I'll heal myself too. It's taken a while since my restoration's so low. You breathe a sigh of relief as the darkness of the void beyond the portal envelops you. All right. And here are the undead monks. I learnt from last time there's 24 of them, so even though each individual monk I can take on, there's 24 of them. So rush forward and attack the Vornfal. The Vornfal howls with rage and begins to raise its clawed hands as if to summon more undead. But before it can complete the motion, you leap forward and strike down its arms causing the fearsome creature to momentarily recall in shock you stride forward, prepared to meet the Vaughan Farl in combat the Vaughan Farl backs into a corner of the chamber as you approach when it no longer has wound to retreat, it snarls viciously and extends its labour sh- raises sharp black claws a wave of intense fear passes through you, it's all you can do to keep from turning and fleeing in the face of it Suddenly, a loud clattering fills the chamber. You look over your shoulder see hundreds of skeletons rising from the piles of bones that litter the floor. The skeletons begin to hiss as they stalk across the chamber to the defence of their master. The volume of their combined voices is a near-deafening gale. Realising your only chance at survival is to destroy the Voron Fall, you summoned. You summon summon your last ounce of courage and strive boldly forward to attack the ancient undead tower. This is it. The Voronthal. I'm going to use the Sword of Thought on it. Alright, the enemy's paralysed. And since I've got divination to 50, the skill lasts for some time. Alright. One more. The Vorn Force swipes at you with its of sharp claws. A wave of dread washes over you. This boot is able to withstand the Vorn Fars or fear. And it is slain. 133 XP. With a final, anguished snarl, the Vaughan Fool, staggers forward, collapses onto the floor of the tomb. The ancient undead menace, many centuries departed from the world of the living, is no more. Suddenly realising the deafening hiss of the wizened skeletal legion has risen to a die to a mere whisper, you turn around and feast your eyes on a welcome sight, one by one, all about the chamber. The Varn Falls wizon undead minions crumble. Undead minions crumble to the ground, devoid of the will of their master, and spared the torture of life after death. In a matter of moments not a single skeleton remains standing in the long arched chamber. In the wake of the passing of the Fall, an eerie, almost unnatural silence has fallen over the tomb. With your footfalls echoing loudly in the unnerving quiet, you move over to examine the creature's remains. You discover several items of interest among the belongings of the forever departed undead lord. But what those items are will be in the next episode.
0: You know how to book flights in hotels.